What's up, everyone? Corey Kingston here from the Acceptance Podcast, Drum Brigade Network, doing this a little bit different today, doing this live on Twitch, doing this live on YouTube, doing this live on Facebook. Thank goodness I figured out how to get the audio dialed so you can um, actually hear me now. A lot of trial and error yesterday um, trying to get this going, but um, happy to be here today to do another episode of the Acceptance Podcast. So uh, that being said, um, Drum Brigade Podcast is coming back next week, Monday morning. We're going to also be doing this live on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook. Um, hopefully, if all is well with Streamlabs, I've been using Streamlabs stream to stream live, um, but um, it hasn't been going super well. Went well last week. It's just shoddy, whatever. Just got to rise above. I was close to giving up um, last night, though. But it's good because that takes me to the topic of this podcast, which is acceptance. Uh, well, actually, no. The topic of today's episode is failure. All right. So it's on the acceptance podcast. Anyways, um, just a quick reminder before I get um, started on this topic of the day. Um, just wanted to let you guys know if you're watching live on live streaming, I am going to leave a few minutes after this podcast to um, hang out with you, answer questions, chat, um, talk about anything and everything. Um, but also if you want to support this podcast or support the drum brigade, support acceptance, support belonging, all of that jazz, then hit the link in the stream that takes you to the Twitch, um, merch store, or you can also donate, um, or you can just visit drumbrigade.com and, uh, use our uh, merch tab and there we have a separate merch um, store more podcast merch on that store um, you can get drum brigade podcast merch and you can also get um, even a, a t-shirt with my face on it if you want if that's how you roll so anyways um, drum brigade podcast coming back next week starting monday 10 a 10 a.m yeah 10 a.m me and funky phil gonna share some laughs have a good old-fashioned time all right with that being said it is the Acceptance Podcast on the Drum Brigade Network. Ever tried, ever failed. No matter, try again, fail again, fail better. That was written or said by Samuel Beckett, who's a famous poet. Ever tried, ever failed, no matter, try again, fail again, fail better. Oftentimes our failures or our, feel of, our fear of failing hold us back from being successful or being the best version of yourself. But why is that? Why are we so afraid to fail? I know I am. I've, I've had a lot of failures in my life, like massive failures in my life, but it's also held me back from being the best me. You know what I mean? Like, um, so why do we hold ourselves back from failing or why do we, why are we, why do we have a fear of failing? Well, 
Um, our fails can hold us back from new challenges or from challenging ourselves. It can hinder us from reaching our goals. Sometimes our acceptance of failure creates those stop sign stories that we were talking about last week. Uh, they create every reason why we shouldn't do what we're doing or why we shouldn't pursue the goal that we've set for ourselves. the fear of failing. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, why, why failure is kind of a good thing and we shouldn't be scared to fail. Um, one other reason is, you know, it's easier to just not fail and just say, nah, I can't, than to really pursue it or go forward with ourselves, move, move forward and, and um, work through that failure. But the thing is, people who can learn to deal with their failures are resilient. Um, they are resilient. Hold on. Hey, Siri. Mm -hmm. What does resilient mean? Of a person or animal able to withstand or recover quickly from difficult conditions. Do you want to hear the remaining one? I think I'm good. Thanks. <laughs> um, okay. So resilience. It means that they can put their mistakes in, pers in perspective, get up, try again. And next time they're more likely to succeed. So resilience is really what we need to succeed at failing. We want to fail, or at least I, I didn't always want to feel like that, but I want to fail because it helps me learn how to do whatever I'm trying to do correctly, if that makes sense. So think about it like this. Think about Michael Jordan. I was thinking about this earlier today and, and I've, I've seen a bunch of videos with Michael Jordan and, um, you know, I was a big fan like everybody else when I was younger. Um, you know, and I watched, I watched his documentary and it's, uh, I didn't know he was like so hardcore and, you know, really had a, a high standard for his teammates and everyone, everyone. But when you think about Michael Jordan, you think about all the amazing things he did in the sport of basketball. But what we don't think about is Michael Jordan has missed more than 9,000 shots in his career. He's missed more than 9,000 shots. He's lost over 300 games in his career. Uh, I heard a statistic that he's attempted over 900 game-winning shots. They pass him the ball with no time left. Michael Jordan, arguably the GOAT, the greatest who ever did it, the greatest of all time, they hand him the shot over 900 times. He's only made a little bit over 140 of those shots. So he's failed over 700 times. And the thing that he's most known for, well, that and the free throw, the, the dunk from the free throw line. But those game-winning shots, I mean, whenever you see uh, reels of Michael Jordan, it's that game-winning shot where he jumps like 10 feet off the floor and is pumping his fist and swings at the air and I mean, come on, but he's, he's missed over 900 of those shots. <laughs> I mean, that's like a huge, but we never talk about that. We never talk about, yeah, but I mean, he's missed like 900 of them. Like we talk about the ones that he's made. You always see that, that reel that I just mentioned him making that game winning shot failed over 700 times though. And those are the ones we talk about. We talk about the shots he did make, not the shots he didn't make. 
Another statistic, Michael Jordan failed at baseball in the beginning. Failed at baseball. One of the greatest athletes of all time was only good enough to make a triple-A baseball team. Sports Illustrated wrote, Michael Jordan is embarrassing the sport of baseball. I mean, it's pretty big. For, for, to go out on the top, I mean, the top athlete, one of the, the, the greatest of all time in basketball, goes to another sport, fails. But then, I mean, he worked at it, and he got pretty good. Um, a lot of people had to eat their words on that. So anyways, Michael Jordan credits his failures as why he's successful. Michael Jordan never, ever stopped. Michael Jordan wasn't born with his talent. Michael Jordan worked for his talent. He'll say that. He said that. I've heard him say that himself in his interviews. So it's his worth, work ethic. It's his focus on the goal not focusing on his failures. If Michael Jordan focused on all the game-winning shots he missed, think about how many he would have made. Um, and Michael Jordan also has said he always sees room for improvement. So if you see room for improvement, you know, he doesn't think that he's perfect at what he's doing. He's always seeing room for improvement. So that means you, you have to fail. If there's room for improvement, you have to fail in order to improve, right? All right, so sometimes we gotta learn from our failures and our mistakes. I don't know if I've ever told you guys, but the greatest lesson my teacher ever taught me was not a typical uh, lesson that you would teach somebody on drums. So it wasn't paradiddles or how to play this incredible beat or how to hold my sticks properly or anything of that. We did cover a lot of that. He did talk to me a lot about stick control and sitting up straight and playing proper paradiddles and how to read and all that stuff. But the greatest lesson my teacher taught me, his name was Art Rodriguez, and he's unfortunately no longer with us, but um, he was uh, a, the drummer for so many great artists. He played with B.B. King and Manhattan Transfer, an incredible jazz drummer, um, incredible. And he has incredible um, sons, incredible musician sons till this day. But um, he was the drummer for the Pat Sajak show. This was in the 80s and the 90s. Um, so this was like a Tonight Show kind of thing. And um, this week in particular, they were featuring him on this show. And so uh, every time they'd go to commercial break, the cameras would zoom in on him and he would be soloing or he'd be doing something crazy. So he showed me this video when I was younger, a teenager taking lessons. And I was like, like, dude, my teacher's dope. My teacher like can really play. You know, I was really impressed by his ability. Well, on this one particular show, the camera zooms on, in on him. And as soon as the camera zooms in, he goes for goes for blood, as we call it, to start soloing and drops a stick on national TV right when the camera zooms in on him. And uh, that caught me off guard, seeing my teacher mess up blatantly on national TV when it was his moment to shine. But then what he did after that was where the true lesson came in. So he didn't just count that as a failure and be depleted, depleted and defeated and just kind of go, I blew it. That was my chance. I blew it. Instead, he went even harder with one hand and completed the song that he needed to do with two hands. He completed with one hand. And then it changed my mind to, did you just see my teacher mess up? It changed my thinking to, did you just see what my teacher just did with one hand? And so that was an incredible lesson that I always teach my students that it's not how you fail, 
It's not how you mess up. It's how you recover. It's how you you change people's mind into seeing that as a, a fail and into, whoa, look at how he recovered from that fail. He completely changed my mind. I wasn't even thinking my teacher messed up. I changed to my teacher did something amazing with one hand. So that's kind of how I've, I've tried to approach. And, and the funny thing is, or uh, approach, you know, my failures, my career, whatever is, is, uh, with that kind of mentality, you know, my teacher, when he saw my face, like, Whoa, he didn't say, you know, he didn't have to say anything. He really just looked at me and said, you never stop said, you never stop. And that taught me the biggest lesson that I ever had from him. The hours and hours that we spent, the money that I've gave, given him to, excuse me, to, to um, learn drumming fundamentals. And that was the biggest lesson that I learned from him. When he failed, it taught me something that I carry on from, gen from you know, generations now. And I've taught my students along the way. It doesn't matter if you fail. It matters how you recover. It matters what you learn from your failure. All right. So, um, that was amazing. That, that thing, I still, I still think about that all the time. I was just texting his son yesterday, like, Hey, you remember that thing that your, your dad dropped a stick and it was, that was the biggest, the best lesson he ever taught me. Um, so some of my failures I've had, uh, many, okay. I've had big ones, small ones. I failed in so many ways. I'm still failing in so many ways, but, um, I just wanted to talk a cup about a couple of my failures that I've had um, that have, you know, I don't know, done me wrong, done me dirty, done me whatever, um, you know, and and how I've recovered for those. So, um, one that I have written down here is um, my first session I've ever done. The first session I ever did um, with a band. I got hired to do a session with a band I was playing with. I was 14, 14 or fifteen years old, and um, I. Uh, I, I, I got in the, stu the studio, the musicians had already recorded their stuff. And then I had to come in and track drums for this artist. And it was a, it was a country like blues country thing. So they had everything tracked to a click. I had never played to a click before. And so I, uh, I jumped on the drums and then they start playing the click in my ears. And I'm like, what am I supposed to do with that? So they're like, all right, Corey, it's going to give you eight clicks. And then you got to jump in and, you know, start playing. So that eight clicks goes off and I'm, I'm not even close. Like I'm not even in the same world, not even in the same realm of the time that I'm supposed to be in. Like I had never played to a click before. It was a colossal fail, colossal fail. And there was, there was the artist was in there. The producer was in there. The engineer was in there. The artist entourage was in there. A bunch of his friends and family to see this young kid come in and lay down drums for his new album. And there I was, I couldn't play to a click. It was humiliating. It was embarrassing. It was horrible. It was horrible. It was that feeling in the studio when the walls are closing in, you feel hot. You feel like, what am I doing? What did I just do? That was what was happening with me. Um, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. So they had to bring in my drum teacher to lay it down. He laid it down in one take. And for me, I was humiliated. I was mad. I, I had all kinds of emotions. Humiliated, like I said, mad. <sighs> horrible, horrible experience. But... I, I, you know, I wanted to stop. I was like, I'll never do that again. Forget the studio. The studio is not for me. 
Okay, well, obviously that's not true. So that was a long, long, long time ago. And uh, I had a fear of the metronome from then on. From that point on, I had a fear of the metronome. I never wanted to play to a metronome, never wanted to do it. And uh, it wasn't until I started playing in Suedehead, this is probably 20 years later or more, um, I started playing in Suedehead and that band required me to play to a click because our songs needed to be the right tempo. And when I felt like I accomplished that and defeated that fear is we played at, um, it used to be Irvine Meadows now, it, then it went to Verizon Amphitheater. We were opening for another band and we played at that, it's a big venue. And I had to play to a click that whole show. I had my set list for each song. Played to a click on that song and, or on that set, every song, and walked off stage not even because I played a great show, because I played a big venue. It was because I felt like I defeated the click. <laughs> and so long story short, um, you know, I've, I've been called, you know, not bragging, but just saying, you know, overcoming this fear that, you know, I've had people tell me, man, you're playing with you. You got great time. It's like playing with a human metronome. Those kind of comments are, what have resonated with me because I feel like I've overcome that failure. Um, so that, that's a big one, but there's been all kinds of, all kinds of stuff that, you know, where, you know, little fails, like I, I've, I was talking about on yesterday, uh, yesterday and chops and coffee. One of my failures, um, was counting, uh, you know, playing a wedding gig and it's their moment. It's their, their dance. You know, it's the bride and groom's dance. And so the announcement goes off and they're like, okay, you know, please welcome your bride and groom. And then I count off the song and I'm supposed to start playing the song and I didn't do my homework. And so I start off a 12-8 song, but I'm playing in 4-4. And the singer is like, uh, bro, what are you doing? You're, you're, you're blowing it. What are you doing? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. I'm playing the song. And I'm like spearheading 4-4. We're playing in 4-4. I completely butcher it completely. Now there's no story of me overcoming that. Like, so from then on, I only played in 12, eight. It's not like that, but it's a failure that, you know, it's kind of like, yeah, I did blow it and I admit it. And I learned from that, that now next time I'm going to do my homework and I'm not going to blow it for the rest of the band or somebody's wedding. You know what I mean? And, and I don't think the bride and groom noticed, but it was something that in the moment I had to laugh at and take lightly and not beat myself up over it and not give up but something I had to just accept, accept that sometimes failure happens, sometimes mistakes happen, um, and, and that's that. So, um, you know, there's a lot that you can learn from your mistakes. There's a lot that you can learn from failing. There's a lot that you can do to become successful from your failures. Um, again, Michael Jordan or any entrepreneur, how many businesses have most entrepreneurs made before the one that has made them rich is the one that they've, you know, done. I mean, so many, so many entrepreneurs talk about how many times they've started a business and failed at business and lost all their millions or lost all their money or whatever, and then built again, built an empire. So, um, again, it's not about failing and then quitting. It's about how you learn from failure. It's about how you accept that failure happens and then how you turn that into success. So let's talk a little bit about that. How do you overcome failures? How do you put your mind? You changed last, last week we talked about mindset. How do you change your mindset 
into seeing a failure as not a stop sign story. Okay. Not something that hinders you from moving forward. Not something that you tell yourself. It's just not me. I just, I wasn't born with this talent. So I guess I just have to like, accept that I don't have this natural talent. Most people that are successful did not have that talent naturally. Okay. So how do we overcome this fear or this failure? Well, instead of letting fear and failure immobilize you, instead of quitting, try to put your heart into the task or put your heart into the goal. Look forward at what you're trying to accomplish. Your failure is a bump in the road, but you're going to keep having perseverance and you're going to keep pursuing this goal. If you think about the goal, instead of thinking about how you messed up getting to the goal, most likely you're going to make the goal. You know, if you're driving down the road and you see a pothole, you just avoid that pothole, but sometimes you hit it. It doesn't mean your car stops and you're like, forget it. We're just not going to get there. You keep driving. You just hit a pothole. You wish for the best. You hope your car doesn't break, but you keep going. All right. So, um, instead of that, why not think of an occasion on which you did better than you expected? So think about the times that you have been successful and think about how that made you feel Think about how it feels to accomplish those goals and use that to propel yourself. What lessons did you learn about yourself from your success? And how can that lesson help you to conquer any fear of failure that you may be experiencing now? Some food for thought, right? Um, next, we need to realize that we need to fail to succeed, as I mentioned before. So think about this analogy. If you're trying to, um, like, I don't know much about archery, but... I was thinking about this in a, in a sense of trial and error or failing at something. So if I was to pick up a, a bow and arrow right now, you know, um, and there was a target in front of me, you know, and so like my first attempt, say for example, your first attempt, you pull back the bow and arrow and then you let it go, but you realize you didn't pull it back enough. So the arrow just kind of like falls down. It doesn't really like, shoot forward like an arrow it just the trajectory is all wrong it's just straight down you just pull it back a little bit and it's just dies <laughs> all right well that's your first attempt all right so you get another arrow and you pull it back now you know you have to pull it back farther because if you don't pull it back farther it's just gonna same thing's gonna happen it's just gonna fall down so now you pull it back farther and you shoot it but now you're not aiming, so the trajectory's wrong again because now it goes too far, but it goes over the target and, and it, it goes behind it. Now it's, it's, you know, you weren't aiming at the target. You were just, you were focused on pulling the string back or whatever the, the what is it called, the bow? I don't know. You pull the, the bow, it, bow back and you release it and it, it, it goes over the target. So your second attempt, fail. But now you've learned that you have to aim at the, at the target. So now you've focused on your first lesson, pulling it back far enough, you're aimed perfectly, and you're looking through the scope and you release it and it's boom, bullseye. Well, it's because you learn the first two lessons on how much you have to pull it back and how much you have to aim or how you have to aim. You had to fail those first two times to learn that lesson and what you're supposed to do to make it work. And that's how we should approach our life or our playing or anything that we're doing. Sometimes we have to fail to learn how to do it correctly. But what would happen if you stopped at the first step? Pull it back, release it, it goes straight down. Oh, well, I guess it's not in me. I guess I'm just going to try something else. How many people stop on that first step? 
instead of thinking, oh, well, in order to get this to work, I got to pull it all the way back. What if you stopped on the second one? I'm only going to give this two tries. And then you shoot it and it goes over. Well, I guess I just don't have aim. I wasn't given the gift of aim. So I'm out. I mean, but how many people stop after two tries? But then you realize, oh, I've, I've, I forgot I have to aim. I have to learn how to do that. I learned my lesson. Okay, let's aim next time. Let's aim better. And now we get it. Boom, you got it. All right, so we can't stop at the first failure. You can't stop at the second failure. You can't stop after the 10th failure. People who succeed don't stop until they succeed. Figure it out. You'll figure it out through failure. That's the beauty of it all. If you fail, you'll learn how to do it correctly. So don't take failure as, oh man, I suck. I don't know what I'm doing. Take failure as I'm learning from this mistake. I can laugh about it. It's all right. You know, and then move forward. Don't stop until you succeed. Learn from learn your lessons from failure. Um there's something that I personally love to do uh instead of looking at the failure with a lot of my students, I like to reward effort rather than results. So a lot of times, you know, we'll be working on something in in the drum lessons and my students will get stuck on their failures and they, they won't, won't be able to move forward. And um, so I like to look at the effort that was put in. This is something that a lot of people um, could do. Reward effort rather than results. So it's how you show up. So what I mean by that is I talk about showing up all the time. And this is something that we, we need to have another um, episode for showing up, how we show up in, in life, how we show up in all kinds of things. But it's how you show up. Did you show up ready to fail? Did you show up already defeated? Did you show up trying to get this thing accomplished? Um, so if my student is really focusing and trying on doing this but fails, man, that's solid effort. Job well done. Let's try again. Now you know what not to do. Try it more like this. That's what I'm there for. I'm a coach. I'm a teacher. I'm there to help you to succeed at this. So let's try it again. But good job. Nice effort. Teachers, if you are berating your students or you're harping on your students or you're making them feel bad when they fail, I cannot stand teachers that do this. Teachers that make it about themselves, you know, and this is, this is perfection and you need to achieve this, that you're not a teacher. That's not how it works. You're encouraging your, you're supposed to be encouraging your students. You're embracing their failures. You're not making them feel bad for failing. That's part of acceptance. So rewarding the effort rather than the results. And this, go, this is great for not just teachers, but for everyone. If you are genuinely trying your best and you fail, I mean, that is something that is noteworthy and rewardable, in, at least in my opinion. Um, you know, uh, we are meant to challenge ourselves. We're supposed to be challenging ourselves. We're supposed to be improving. We're supposed to be growing. That's what last week was all about. So, you know, if it's a genuine fail without any effort, then why are you rewarding your effort? If you're like, well, you know, Corey said fails are good. So not necessarily. If you're learning from it and you're realizing, hey, you know, I'm going to take what I did this time and learn what I don't want to do next time but the effort was there, that's something. Um, fail, fail well, that's hard to say. Fail 
well. So what does that mean? Well, again, I liken this to my students when um, my student fails blatantly, you know, like I was teaching kids that were involved in some, um, some uh, performance programs and playing in bands and stuff like that. And when they would fail, you know, I would always say, if you do that on stage, do it like you mean it. If it's a genuine fail, my teachers fail, dropping a stick on national TV, but he came out meaning it. Watch what I can do with one hand instead of, oh crap, I dropped my stick. So if you fail, I always tell my students, if you mess something up, say for example, a drum fill or something like that, you mess it up, do it again, except this time do it louder, do it harder, do it more confident and convince everybody that you meant to do it. Put that face on. What are you looking at? I meant to do this. Uh, so if you fail, do it well, do it harder, do it louder, make people believe what you're doing. Uh, do it again and then do it again and be like, what? <laughs> um, I love that because sometimes most of the time when they do it again, it's not really a fail. It's, it's it, either like if they, if they miss something, like they, they play it out of time or something like that. Uh, most of the time they'll do it again and then they'll do it in time and it sounds beautiful. So it, it's just your mindset. Is it really a fail? No, it's just, it's jazz, man. <laughs> um, a lot of times when my students are stuck on something that they're failing at, um, I go through this daily daily with my students where it's, you know, we're working on a new rudiment or we're working on some new orchestration on the drums or something like that, where, you know, we're, we're doing something that's out of their comfort zone and, and it's challenging them, but they've tried and tried and tried and tried and tried and they just keep failing over and over again. They can't get it and they're stuck. And then you see the frustration creeping in. The one thing that I always try to get them to do is switch their brain. So what that means is I get them to immediately transitioned into something else that they were not focusing on before. So uh, if they're trying like, say for example, like a beat and they just cannot get this beat, they just cannot do it. And we've tried it 10 times in a row and it's not getting any better. They're trying it again in the middle of trying it. I go, hold on, can you do your favorite drum fill for me real quick? I just forgot what it sounded like. And they're like, all right, cool. Let me hear that again. Oh man, that's awesome. Hey, can you give me um, 16th notes? Uh, and uh, can you do that like snare, rack, snare, floor? Can you do that again? One more time. All right, cool. Can you try that beat again? And then normally, since their brain has already succeeded at something that they like to do and that they've worked already hard to accomplish, a lot of times, it's not every time, but normally like seven or eight times out of 10, they can accomplish the beat that they've been working on. So they had to switch their brain to something that they can accomplish, and then they go back to the thing that they couldn't accomplish, and most of the time, they can accomplish it, at least once. And then it's reward for the effort. Oh man, that was awesome, you nailed it. And now they're happy and they wanna try it again. That's believing in your failure. That's succeeding at your failure. When you can succeed at something like that, that you're having, a having problems with, you have to change your mindset. Change your mindset into something that you can succeed at. And then you go jump in again. 
Um, that goes for everything. I've used the same technique for myself in learning something. There is stuff that I'm challenged with all the time and I get frustrated. But you have to fail to know what not to do. So one more time, instead of fearing your failure or letting it uh, immobilize you, focus on the goal. Don't quit. We need to realize that we all need to fail to succeed like the bow and arrow. We had to, we had to fail three times in order to get it right. Um, don't stop on the first one. Don't stop until you succeed. Reward the effort rather than the results. So if you're failing at something, if you put in solid effort, that's rewardable. Uh, remember to fail well like my teacher did on national TV. He turned a fail into something that I was impressed with, not something that I looked at was a, as a failure. And if you get stuck, sometimes it's best to change your brain. Focus on something that you are successful uh, with and then, then go back to the thing that you're failing on. So there's just a couple things that have helped me um, throughout my career, throughout uh, teaching, throughout all kinds of stuff and in life. Something that I've had to change my, my mindset, my growth mindset into accepting. Um, you know, like yesterday I was so ready to quit live streaming because I was so fed up with the stupid um, stream labs. I came home, I was completely, completely hit the like rock bottom. My wife was like, don't worry, tomorrow's another day. And here we are and hoping that it's going good. I don't know if there's any audio, but it, it should be fine. Anyways, as I said at the beginning, oh, wait, hold on. I'm doing this live now, see, fail. All right, as I said at the beginning, ever tried, ever failed. No matter, try again, fail again, fail better. From Samuel Beckett. guys thank you for listening to the acceptance podcast episode four about uh what is this about just kidding failure um yeah thank you guys for watching thank you guys for whoever's in the um the live stream appreciate you uh watching this live podcast i've never done a live podcast on streaming this will be on itunes and apple i mean apple all the all the what do you call them, man? I can't talk. It's crazy. <laughs> it'll be on all the uh, platforms for podcasts. So it'll be on uh, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, I don't know, all, all the above, or drumbrigade.com. It'll be up there uh, actually shortly, probably today or tomorrow. So next week, Drum Brigade podcast coming back at you. And uh, me and Funky Phil will be right back here live streaming our podcast. And uh, it should be really fun. Lots of laughs, lots of fun. I have a many a soapbox. Don't worry about that. And um, yeah, so appreciate all the feedback that's coming for the uh, acceptance podcast. A lot of people have been chiming in and, and giving me some uh, positive feedback. I really appreciate that. If you want to take your um, take the support to the next level, please leave us a review, a positive review on iTunes or um, Spotify or anything like that. And also, if you'd like to support uh, in any way, please hit the link in the uh, in the, uh, the 
chat or whatever this is, like the description, and uh, you can find yourself um, at our merch store. Buy some Drum Brigade merch or you can donate. It really helped a lot. It would help keep the lights on here in the beat locker and help us to um, keep acceptance and belonging alive through the Drum Brigade. Um, I have this um, time open for some questions or some uh, any any kind of uh, you know chatting and all that stuff. So if you guys want to chat, um, let me know. Send a type in a type in something on the live stream and um, we'll chat it up for a few minutes. If not, it's all good. We'll keep the dream alive on another day. Um, so um, one more time, thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for viewing this uh, live podcast of the Acceptance Podcast on failure today. And um, yeah, I'll be back tonight for some drum, a beginner drum lesson, not an advanced. So just beginner warm up, beginner um, drum lesson tonight. Six o'clock, hopefully all goes well with that. You guys can hear me and it'll be all good. Um, so I thank you guys once again. Drum Brigade Podcast Network. This is the Acceptance Podcast. I'll see you guys next week.